time to park your rear on the couch, relax, and enjoy couch spuds. This week, Tracy chose Sonic the Hedgehog, and the guys discuss the latest in the growing trend of actually good video game movies. Here's Ray Jensen, Nate Jensen, and Tracy Pham. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Couch Spuds. I'm Ray Jensen, alongside Nate Jensen and Tracy Pham. This week's movie was Sonic the Hedgehog, picked by Tracy. A complete tonal shift in comparison to the other movies we've watched on this podcast. <laughs> but I would say a very welcome one. Yes. To quote the prequels, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> Before we get into arguably one of the better video game adaptations of all time, next to other movies like Detective Pikachu, let's talk about what we're playing and watching as of late. Tracy, you finished Last of Us 2. Yes. And let's, let's put a mention out there. Spoilers will follow. Tell us what you think, or you thought, I should say, about Last of Us 2. Um, I didn't mind it. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I don't get the hate for it. But I do think that it's no, nowhere near as good as the first game. And I might be biased because it's one of my favorite games of all time. And talking about this, this game. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But the faults with the game are very glaring. Like, the pacing of the game is awful. I will say that it's not good. The first 10 to 12 hours moved at a consistent pace. But then there's this shift towards that, that 13, 14-hour mark, and you and the game grinds to a halt. And I, I'll, I did not like that. I did not like that at all. And uh, the story was not all there for me. I, I thought it was very predictable. But besides that, I... I love the little character moments in this game when you are playing as Ellie and her girlfriend, Dina, they're just, just talking in the, in this post-apocalyptic world where nothing is happening. Those, those are the moments that are huge highlights for me. If you follow me on Instagram or, or one of my Facebook friends or follow me on Twitter, you, you see that I have a, a picture of a, of a screenshot where Dina and Ellie just hanging out, playing guitar and singing and Dina looks up to Ellie, and at that moment, I did not see a video game character. I saw a human being right there, and it really hit me emotionally. Anything else you want me to say about the game? Whatever really jumped out to you, because Nate and I have not played the game yet. I'm in no mm-hmm. rush. I, I'm not going to lie and say I'm a huge fan of Last of Us. I, I, I'm more of an Uncharted and Crash Bandicoot type of guy if we're talking about Naughty Dog mm-hmm. franchises. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. I do feel like this game got a bad reputation solely because of the misinterpreted leaks. I, I, I did not look up the leaks, though. Can you tell me what are, what are they? I can do that. The big, yeah. At least the first pair of leaks was that both characters from the main game were going to die. Um, obviously, you play the game. You know how it actually goes. That was the frustration. A lot of the stuff was over just Joel being killed off and all that. Yeah. And I can but... get that. You know, playing the first game, if you fell in love with the character, I'll be honest, I did not, but that's me. <laughs> I, I, I love Joel, but I'm okay. I'm also one of those people that's okay with characters that I love being, have, have written a different way or been ta- be taken out. Because at the end of the day, these are not my characters. I didn't create them. So these people can do whatever they want with them. So I don't have a personal vendetta against that. I'm okay with that. When when Joel did die, and it's very early on in the game, it really, really hurts. Like, I cried after his death. I thought, okay, what's going to happen now? But 
you get another one of those character moments that I said earlier where you go to Joel's house. And, and even before that, you see Ellie at Joel's gravestone. Ellie is like that. She she might be young, but she's hardened by this this world that was created uh, by the by the infection. So she has no problem killing people, but and then you see that her hardened exterior just break down. That just hits me so 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 much. Go ahead, go ahead. You're gonna say something? No, no. I was, I was just I don't know. I'm just trying not to yawn. But <laughs> but um, sorry. Not not because uh, what you're saying was boring. What I was thinking about what what happened with the game. Mm-hmm. I honestly think killing Joel was a mistake. Not because I disagree with that decision well i do but only because i feel like killing ellie would have been a more powerful moment in showing the consequences of joel's actions from the first game because the whole reason he killed the fireflies was to keep ellie safe ellie i agree with ray's idea on that because the more i think about it the more like just showing joel go crazier and crazier would be like kind of interesting i get the idea for ellie and stuff like that because then you can go hey here's a different story here's a different character you know I, I like that more more with Ellie because, you know, Joel's an old man. Ellie is a young girl. Like you see, uh, like like I said, you see life in her eyes in this game. And I, I wanted to play more as her from the last game, especially what happened to her in the last game, where um, she kills the dude with the machete. Like this this game has more of that. I want one thing I want to highlight on, and I don't want to sound like an SJW, but the representation in this game is awesome and and uh, ray and nate you know how much i love sexy characters uh, in video games movies or, or anything like that but in here like the women here like look like actual women like they look like people that, that i see walking down the street they're not like this hyper sexualized like anime like you know comic book character and i don't know for some reason that that just it's a it's nice to see if that makes sense I'm, I agree with you, but I don't. I feel like that's also in the type of games you play. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, like mm-hmm. the like some girls in the pers- like the Persona games. I'm not saying they they yeah. objectify women, but you look at the outfits and and the metaverse, mm-hmm. like Panther's outfit. That's kind of yeah. like the epitome of overly sexualized female anime protagonists. Um, mm-hmm. Lollip- uh, what was it? Lollipop chainsaw or the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that game too. I like that game too. And. Of course, Nier Automata or um, Bayonetta. Those are the games I love. Like, my first ever crush was Lady from Devil May Cry. And if you look at her in that game, yeah, she 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 is uh, the epitome of a of a Japanese schoolgirl that's European. Shit, you should watch so, Versus. They literally just have a character that's just Lady. She doesn't do much, but it's, it's just Lady with a bunch of guns. You know, you know, like it's nice to see a different interpretation of a female character in that. And there's also like you know, the LGBTQ community. Like, of course, Ellie is gay, but like, there's they don't beat you over the head with like it's those those type of characters. You know, like there's a trans character here, and then they they acknowledge that. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. We got, but we have better stuff to. I mean, we have more important stuff to worry about than you know what your sexuality is in this game. And I like that. But and to branch off of that, <laughs> something that's not SJW is uh, the gore in this game. My God, the best way I can describe it is if you take Gears of War, but instead of making it like over the top pulpy like action movie, it's realistic. I hate all the enemies in this game, but when I shoot someone's leg off with a shotgun, 
and you hear them writhing with pain or stabbing him in the neck and you hear like them choking on their blood it really really fucked me up the three of us you know we're we're big gamers like we've, we've killed hundreds of people in in video games but nothing like nothing has come compared to this game like it is the goriest game i've ever played and see, I'm playing Neo too right now, so I kind of spit on every enemy that I kill with a ton of salt because yeah. <laughs> they're all pains in the it, ass. When you shoot someone in the face with a sh- with a sniper rifle, you know in um Saving Private Ryan when Tom Hanks pulled the guy over on Normandy Beach, and he you see his face just blown off. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's all the enemies here when when you get a headshot in this game, but it is all in this in its gory detail. I mean, wow. Does it, yeah. does it feel more realistic? Because I feel Doom is probably the goriest game I've ever played. And that's like, even See, during Eternal, it takes you to that cartoonish level where you're just ripping everything in yeah. half like it's toilet yeah. paper and just like nothing. It's not the goriest game I've ever, I've ever played. You know, even in Doom and Doom Eternal, you're killing demons, you're shooting stuff, you're ripping people apart. It's all fun, pulpy, like, like I said with Gears of War, fun, pulpy, over-the-top action movie level of gore. Where it's you're just there just to have fun. And this game, it's not like when you see it, it it really hits you, and it also fits with the themes of the of the game. Where at, by the end of the game, I I thought about my own morals. If someone I loved or any of you guys get like you know get killed, how far would I go to get my revenge? And will I get my revenge? Like it, it, the game asked like made me ask those questions, which I have never I've never like thought of that playing a video game before. I, I mean, you're the expert here. <laughs> yeah. no, well, I, I went through like the reviews, saw like I, I basically went dumpster diving on this game for shits and giggles just to see how people reacted. Uh, one Korean dude, because his dad died, cut the disc in half when Joel died, so that was a fun thing to watch. <laughs> and just, that was the context because everyone's like, "Oh, we just cut it up in pure gamer rage over Joel's death." No, his dad died. That's why like a Korean dude cut it in half. <laughs> Damn. I don't yeah. think I've ever yeah. done that. I don't think I've ever been so mad or upset over a game I literally destroyed yeah. the disc. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. It's like, I, okay, but like, I can, why are you getting so upset? I can put it in like, some kind of context, at least from my interview. Imagine if Kill Bill ended with the bride just going, all right, raise my daughter, bye. Because like, with Revenge, there's the usual do it thing, and I've seen that from every like thing from Death Wish to you know every Spaghetti Western that has Revenge as a theme. So for the most part, you kind of follow through with it because that's supposed to be a little bit of viewer satisfaction. I get they're trying to go with maybe killing's bad but i feel games like bioshock have done that just a little bit better with would you kindly because it's that whole oh i'm just doing this or a uh, race play the spec ops line and the terrible things you do with like white phosphorus and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. i have heard from everybody that's universally agreed the game's a bit bloated like some people like it but they'll it, admit it's long <laughs> the the crunch yeah like i spoke with that too with all my friends that that actually that love this game They're like yeah there, there's a section in this game that did not did not belong in this game uh, at all. Like you just cut that out, and you played like this certain the the the, the certain point on the game would have been much better. Oh, but before I forget, I do want to mention because yeah. I talked to Tracy about this before we did the podcast and the movie. That one of the things I heard was Naughty Dog dudes were working and there was construction going on and they almost got killed by a falling pipe. So it's hard to go, oh, Crunch is fine. Because <laughs> with Rockstar, yeah. I didn't yeah. hear anything. I was just like, you know, they had to work long ass hours and people hated it. Like you can look at the Cataman Revolver description. They're like, we've worked hundreds of countless hours to get this fucking thing done, basically. <laughs> as much as I love Naughty Dog, you know, you shouldn't be crunching people. 
I don't I don't think that's a, a good environment to work in. It does. Yeah. I think the problem is they're not like the <laughs> film industry where there's unions. Like when I go on work on sets of the production assistant, they're like, all right, log your mm-hmm. hours and for normal hours. And did you work overtime? And then they pay you. They try to compensate you for that. I know animation has a bit of a problem with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I, I forget exactly how much, mm-hmm. but it's generally not fun. <laughs> we have to call out Naughty Dog for this and. I don't know about you, Nate, but Ray and I are super excited for Cyberpunk. Oh, I am too. I, I'm fucking yeah. ready to make my guy look like Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. It's 2077. Okay. It, it'll work. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're crunching too. So I we got to call them out for that. We got to call them out for that. We can't have that. Yeah, that, those are my feelings on The, the Last of Us 2. Right. I do like the game. I do recommend it. But do I, would I recommend it on full price? If you're not, like, for you guys, um, I would recommend it at a sale or wait until it's. Um, Re, like a, a re-release for the PS5 and when it's at, at like a really low price then yeah play it but if you're a fan like me um, you probably played it already so there's no there's no way for me to <laughs> uh, convince you otherwise is it is it my game of the year no but is it like the worst thing I've ever played absolutely not I, I think like the whole internet is freaking out over nothing I take a left turn to fucking uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, now that Tracy had his say on Last of Us Two, Nate, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I had a weird week because I like I had same old stuff with video games, but like I went and just went. I'm gonna get myself some Guy Fieri fixing then. So I watched the Food Network, <laughs> and it's just like weird seeing him go from like dining. Uh, I'm gonna fuck up the entire name of it. It's the fucking dining di- drive-ins and dive bar drive. It's the three D one. Diners, yeah, diners, drive-ins, and diners, dives. drive-ins. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And it's just weird seeing him be like there and be like, I'm in Memphis, and like all these places, and then like cut to Guy Fieri's grocery games, where it's just like in the same vein of uh, cash cab, where like people are just picked off the street. It's like, all right, what do you shopping with? And it's like, oh my god. Like you just attack somebody basically and be like, all right, what are you shopping? All right, these celebrity chefs have to cook with peanut butter, uh, spam, and I don't know, fudging a pickle, you know? <laughs> just... Now he's, now he's going to be attacking people in grocery stores who are not wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the one guy? He's trying to enter a Walmart. He's like, I have a guy getting right now to wear a mask with this one giant dude. It's like, nah, man. You, you yeah, know. and like the dude, the dude yeah, got kind of physical with him. And it's oh. just, yeah. I'm like, shit. We're fucking stupid. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. We're yeah, stupid. I, I yeah. knew that a long time ago. Human race, not not bright people. I <laughs> oh, just wear a fucking mask, people. It's not yeah. hard. Like people do it in Asia, in Japan, they wear it for, out of common courtesy. Right. To be fair, they've had other <laughs> pandemics. This is like the first big one we've had since Spanish flu. So people are going to be stupid. Like hell, even in Spanish flu, people were stupid. It's like we don't need to wear a mask. Yeah. we're Americans. I mean, yeah, we had, we had H one N one a couple years ago, but you're right. We haven't had very, one of this magnitude since the yeah. Spanish flu. Very mild. But anyway, back to Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to Guy Fieri and his fucking frosted tips. Hey man, oh, I, I like him too. I don't care. I don't get what I don't get why people hate the guy. I like him. No, it's he's, like, he's, his shows he's, aren't he's, bad. It's just there's something about like just that I don't know if it's fake or not, but it's hysterical. Where he's like, yeah, wham, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, exactly. Like he's just happy about everything. And it's like this is fucking fantastic. Fucking and don't forget, don't forget, he signs Link cuisines and gave it out to people. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> um, and then the left turn I did was uh, with movies. I was watching Time Bandits, which is Terry Gilliam's weird film about time traveling midgets that abduct a child, and Sean Connery's just there. <laughs> And honestly, it's really great. It's like a Mighty Python sketch. It's just hilarious. But the other one I watched was uh, The Harder They Come, which is not a porno. It's a Jamaican gangster film by Jimmy Cliff, which is a rap, uh, not a rapper, a Jamaican musician that my mom likes. <laughs> hmm. 
fun fact, <laughs> which was a very weird film, but I watched that in the row house. So that's why I have fond memories of that. Cause there was just a Jamaican dude. Well, it was uh, this place in Pittsburgh and essentially you could get like a beer and stuff like that. I watched a bunch of movies. Like I watched five deadly and venoms there. I watched mm. house and a bunch of other stuff. It was just nice. It was a nice little hipster theater. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think what the fuck I did this week. Cause <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest with you, it's been kind of a blur. But you know, um, we played Smash a little bit, you know, getting, yeah, well, getting the rust I, yeah. out. <laughs> with, with Min Min coming out with, from Arms, which is up, I saw some people up in Arms about. All right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what Jim Carrey does. Just do your own little. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, we played a little Smash. Um, yeah. I'm excited for for, for Min Min. Yeah. I I'm fucking yeah. salty as shit though because oh, Sakurai, yeah. <laughs> Sakurai, I fucking love you. But why do you have to do tech and dirty like this for the second time? <laughs> Heihachi Mishima is a paid me costume DLC again. And I saw the announcement. I'm like, I could have swore he was a costume in Smash 4, the Wii U and 3DS versions too. <laughs> and I looked it up. Sure enough. Yeah, he was. And I have the pack that he was on for the DLC. I'm like, you did this to my boy again? Oh, my f- God. favorite part was we're watching that little announcement together where it's like the little Nintendo stream. And he's like, all right. Me costume's coming up. Time to get dreams broken. And I think it was like the first or second one was tagging. He's just like, fuck. Yep. Uh, I, said, I said, fucking goddamn it. Hey, Hachi's a me costume again. And people on Twitter are like, oh, Kazuya's in. I'm like, I wish I had that fucking positivity. I, I hope I, I, I wish I had the positivity that I knew King or Kazuya was going to be in from Tekken. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Also, if, you, if you're a Bethesda fan, we have a rep now in a me costume yeah. for Vault Boy. Vault Boy. Yeah, I saw that trending on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what that means for Doom or Skyrim inclusion. I hope we, I hope more Doom inclusion can Skyrim because I think we we need all to be better than Todd Howard and just let Skyrim fucking die. Yeah, please. I, I love Skyrim. I love me Skyrim. too, but it's from 2011. <laughs> Fuck, other I know. games have come I... out. Witcher three has come out. Look, yeah. if everything goes right, Grand Theft Auto Five will slowly replace Skyrim as the game that will resurrect itself. Dude, I, several I will times never forget. Over. I'll never forget when I was talking to a student. A, a student friend of mine when I was an undergrad at York College, and she said, "Oh, I haven't beaten Skyrim yet." And I'm like, "Do you really beat Skyrim though? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you complete it, it comes out again. You complete it yeah. again. I just a cycle. I didn't want to. I, I hated feeling. I felt like a like a a gatekeeper gamer. But when she said, oh, "I haven't beaten Skyrim yet," I'm like, "Oh, I had such high hopes for you." <laughs> I felt like a dick, but I was just like, "Oh, whatever." Look, you're never going to gatekeep more harder than I did when Jordan was like, I like Godzilla, and I went, do you really like Godzilla? You, you, you got him on the first fucking question, too, when he said, who's, 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 who's the special effects? Special effects guy that did stuff for Ultraman as well. Fun yeah. fact. You, you done did him. But yeah, no, Smash, uh, what I've been watching, I've been actually rewatching Sopranos because I've been listening to Talking Sopranos, which is a rewatch podcast that Steve Sharippa and Michael Imperioli, who played Bobby Bacala and Christopher Moltisanti, respectively. Haven't been a big fan of rewatch podcasts in the past. It's, I like it. I, I've been learning things about one of my favorite series of all time that I haven't known before. So it's a nice little trip down memory lane. And honestly, I've been watching it as I go to bed. So I like fall asleep midway, then like wake up at two in the morning, <laughs> try to restart where I left off, fall asleep again. So. Not that they're boring, but I, I find their voices calming enough that it's like almost like ASMR and I just fall asleep. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. All the podcasts I watch are like the serial killer and true crime or uh, supernatural ones. So 
<laughs> oh, the forty-year-old woman package. I see. <laughs> like, yeah, you and Mikey. Same so, I, I was gonna say, yeah, my my wife does that. She's pissed at um, uh, what the f- she uh her serious subscription doesn't include the my favorite murder channel, whatever the fuck was on it. Lifetime. Basically, or, I love that one. They, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I fr- I think it's like fr- forensic files. Yeah, that was it. So if I ever end up in a rose bush, you know, just just know Mikey. Me, I, I watch uh, <laughs> like I watch um. Um, these guys called uh, Lights Out, and they like they co- they cover like the Columbine or uh, what? What's his, the dude the the Unabomber? Mm. His name? Mm-hmm. Teddy Bomber? No, that's Cowboy Bebop. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I but can't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Um, the Lights Out podcast. <laughs> I love I love watching those guys. Yeah. It's fun. We're on, we're on sidetracks galore today. We just... yeah. It's almost like we have ADHD, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Aha! Aha! Ha ha! Does Sonic really have ADHD? I mean, I, you know what, Tracy, you're the only guy that would know. I only played Sonic Damn. 06. Oh, I, don't, oh, he oh, had, yeah. I, thought, I thought you meant that for an entirely different reason. Like, you were afraid no. that Tracy has ADHD. Yeah. No, he's the have, Sonic guy out of the three of us. I have I'm sorry, OCD, I, I, not ADHD. Oh, okay. Different, different disorder. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I have OCD, not OCD. I mean, I have... But, yeah. Fuck, I don't know, like, Parkinson's? I had the whole fucking problem with motor Park- skills. Parkinson's? <laughs> I had to take the motor right. skill classes. That's all I remember from elementary school. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> I got the shaky hands. All right? all right, before we dive into our occupational therapy history. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. everybody. Yeah, Sonic, everybody. <laughs> Oh, this is a good time. second highest grossing film of the year, even though we've mm-hmm. not had a lot. I think that the top five, I think, are Invisible Man, Birds of Prey, Doolittle, Sonic, and I think number one is Bad Boys for Life. Why mm. Doolittle? I have no idea. Robert Downey I, Jr. after right. Avengers, that's why. We, we've watched like most of the top grossing films of 2020 now because Gentleman's in there. I think they're like six. Invisible, yeah. like I said, mm-hmm. Invisible Man 5, Birds of Prey 4, now Sonic 2. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we should watch Doolittle or Bad Boys for Life next. Let's watch Bad Boys. Let's not watch Doolittle. Well, but I want I want to see John Cena as a polar bear. No, <laughs> I love John Cena, but no. Well, we'll come to that bridge later. <laughs> okay. Let's go back yes. to the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay, anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog, direct, directed by Jeff Fowler, who really hasn't had a ton of directorial experience prior to this film, but he did have an Academy Award nomination for a short animated feature. I think it was uh, Gopher Broke back in, like, 2004. Very similar animation style to this film, especially when you look at Sonic. But the initial design was nowhere close <laughs> to what we got in the final product. And there, were, I think if you all remember, there was internet outrage galore over this design. Mm-hmm. I, to, I thought it looked like the, the kid from Jumanji when he starts to turn into a monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too, Ray. So yeah, after that horrific <laughs> trailer, they went back to the drawing board. They got help from other animation studios. I think uh, Moving Moving Picture Company, Mars Animation Planet, Blur Studio, uh, Trickster, and Digital Domain all had hands-on experience in this movie for the visual effects. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated work to all those parties involved because I thought we got a much better yeah. animation for Sonic in the final product. 110% agree, Ray. This film and Cats have that same problem. Really shitty CGI, but Cats couldn't be saved because it went through three bloody patches. Uh, that, I, think, I don't think anyone was asking for a CGI Cats. Like, yeah. Just, just no. yeah, go with the like, no. full quality makeup and, and wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Just make it look good. Just make yeah. it practical. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take the bullet. Okay. Jim Carrey is one of my favorite parts of this whole bloody movie, and they do a great job. It's a really funny movie. I laughed at this more than I laughed at Detective Pikachu. 
they ran all the bases. Like one guy's like, "Hey, this is a meme for Sonic, Sanic," and they're like, "All right, we'll have the crazy dude do that." I love every bit Jim Carrey's in this movie. <laughs> There's just something where he's, for whatever reason, he just steals half the scenes he's in. <laughs> I think they just had one scene where it's him in the evil lab working on like the little quill, and they just went, "All right, Jim Carrey, just do what you do." Do what well, he did. And he did. <laughs> we'll have you have a connect because you'll be skiing and running away from a dinosaur. I don't know why, but he did. <laughs> I want him in the sequel. I really do. I just, the look at the end is great. It's just, he's shaved his head. <laughs> oh, Eggman. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is my yeah. second time watching this film. I saw it on, when it opened up in the United States on opening night on Valentine's Day because my wife is a rabid Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Still doesn't mean him in Smash, but that's because she likes to freeze everyone as Lucas. But that's a different story <laughs> in of itself. But I was never a Sonic fan. Uh, out of all of Sega's properties, Sonic is just one I never really got into. I'm always more of like a Virtua Fighter or Yakuza guy, especially with um, Judgment out with the spinoff. And I'm, I'm trying to get back into Yakuza before Yakuza 7. But I thought this was a very well put together movie. I think it's got a little bit of for everybody. It's definitely a family movie, but it definitely pays enough homage to the fans who grew up with Sonic back in the 90s. So I feel like your intelligence would not be insulted if you're a not, if an old school Sonic fan experiencing this movie for the first time. There's a lot of love put into this movie. I think it was made for Sonic fans. And I think all, of all the Sonic fans I know, they were satisfied with this movie. So I, I consider it a win. Well, if it's a kid's yeah, movie at the end of the day, it's not like... I, I think Detective Future might have won a little bit over critics, but it's a comedy. Like, they, they're not going to go, we're going to do Shakespeare in the Spark with Sonic. We're going to take it really seriously. You're like, Shadow with a Gun serious. <laughs> they just had fun with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> unlike Ray and uh, Nate, I was a Sonic fan. I grew up playing the original games on the Sega Genesis, but I never had a Sega Genesis. What I did was... I would go to Walmart and there was um, a display. They would let you play like those games. I don't know how to describe it, but you know, like those displays that like you see at GameStop. There was that at Walmart and they would have like a whole bunch of demos for games. Then I would play Sonic the Hedgehog whenever my mom would go grocery shopping. She would just leave me there as a bad parent. So that's, so I, I, I would play that. And then when um, the PS2 came out, I would play, I got, um, Sonic Heroes, and I, at the time, I liked that game because I was a, I was a kid. I was a kid. Okay, I was young and naive. I did not know I liked it. I was like, oh, cool! I get to play a Shadow and Amy and Rouge and Tails and Knuckles and all of them. And then a year after that, I got um, the Sonic Collection, the Sonic Mega Collection for the PS2, and I would play that game over and over and over again, like on the genesis and just just had so much fun playing that game and then that same november i got shadow the hedgehog and my god that game deserves to be labeled as one of the worst games ever because when i played that game i think i cried because of how bad it was because i was like the, the cover and this was before like you know the whole like all all kinds of reviews and so I picked this game up on a whim on a Black Friday, and my my poor mom, I, I want to give her a hug right now because just making me think of this. Like I give my poor mom a hug because she paid this game full price on Black Friday, and I went home. And I was so excited because you know, cool shadow with a gun and it's all edgy and cool. And when I played it, it was a train wreck. So 
that really broke my heart. And then I, after that, I played uh, Sonic, o- Sonic 06 for the 360. Oh my god. Ugh. I mean, that's the first Sonic game I really for sure ever played, honestly. <laughs> Good old Did you finish it? No. Did you? I got farther Don't. enough to beat Silver when you're Sonic, which is also the other Edge Lord character. That's a psycho. That's psychokinetic yeah. for reasons. No, it's awful. Uh, oh, and, and there's a string of bad games. So I just fell in love with them. I mean, not. I fell out of love with the whole Sonic craze. Like I just didn't. I didn't get what Sega was doing with the character. So I just stopped. So I kind of I was kind of cynical when this movie was announced because I haven't played any other new recent Sonic games that are actually good. That from what I heard, I never I don't I don't I haven't played Sonic Mania. So I was kind of cynical towards this movie, but as time went on and I saw reviews, they're saying like I have to disagree. Like I saw the reviews that say that this movie is not too bad. All my Instagram friends that are actually seen this movie and reviewed it and I talked to, they're like, yeah, this movie is actually not that bad. It's pretty fun like if you're a sonic fan or a former sonic fan you'll like it and i agree as a former sonic fan i really like this movie and this movie also did um did a 180 for me with um james marsden to me he's always just cyclops like that's his best role for me but in here he's just this humble great cop that he's he always has a smile on him and i, I like that and of course jim carrey this is classic 90s jim carrey this is like Ace Ventura mask type of it, Jim Carrey that I I missed in recent in his, some of his recent movies. So, oh, the action! I was surprised that this the action in the movie was really really good for a kids movie. There are multiple scenes in this movie that is classic like Quicksilver from um, Days of Future Past moments where Sonic is just running like around the room causing havoc. And that, to me, that is just so, so cool. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, the second mm-hmm. time around, I was, I, I want to say the first time I, I got into it, I, like you, Tracy, I was kind of pessimistic and I had my expectations kind of blown away by this movie. But the second time through, it was just kind of, eh. Not that it's a bad okay. movie. I just, the mo- mm-hmm. of course, the moments didn't hit as well or as entertaining the second time around. But okay. it's still a solid movie. I yeah. agree with you. I like the action scenes, especially like at the bar. You mentioned the Quicksilver yeah. homages. I, I really like the end the end fight scene between Sonic and Doctor Robotnik, where he sends Robotnik yeah. to the, the Mushroom Land. That that was really mm-hmm. good. And I just like the teases and, and the homages to the entire lore the of Sonic throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's that's the biggest piece that shows there was a lot of care instilled into this movie. Plus, we're also getting a sequel because the mid-credits scene, Tails shows up, so we're Mm going to possibly see even more characters in the Sonic universe in the sequel, which is, I think, officially announced earlier last month. So we are getting one. It's just a matter of when. So we got Detective Pikachu sequel in the mix. We got a Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. I feel like this really is going to be opening the floodgates, guys, for more and more solid video game movies. I'm kind of 50-50 on that because I said this in last week's uh, podcast where I don't like video game movies. I'm I, as a gamer and a movie buff, like video game movies are offensive to me, but this movie gave me hope. The reason why I chose it is because I wanted to, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I like the original Tomb Raider movies, but I haven't seen the new one. And I avoid like the Resident Evil movies like The Plague. 
So it, it feels like hypocritical of me to like just to avoid all of those of these video game movies. So I want to break out of that. Well, I enjoyed Detective yeah. Pikachu honestly more than <laughs> this movie. So if you if you liked Sonic the Hedgehog, I think you would love Detective Pikachu. But this is also coming from somebody who has been more of a Pokemon fan than Sonic fan. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. those two movies, I think the the last video game movie I thought was decent. I think it was like Prince of Persia, and that was only because it was, it was almost like you could have la- not labeled it Prince of Persia, and it would have been a decent it's something movie. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot what year that was. I, I, that was like 2014. It's also kind yeah, of weird. Jake Gyllenhaal was, was the Prince of Persia, but <laughs> yeah. See, I I've seen that movie, and I personally I don't like it. But the the highlight for me it was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal because I I love Jake. I think he's a great actor, but I I didn't like that one. What is your <laughs> least favorite video game movie of all time? I'll say Max Payne. Oh, that's a good one. Max Payne, a, yeah, a, that, a, a that... good bad one, because. Yeah. You know how much I love Max Payne. It's probably my favorite Rockstar yeah. series. And why was it Mark God, they... Wahlberg? Well, why exactly. It's, why, why was it's Mona a... Sachs Millicunis? Like, what the fuck? Uh, well, well, it's a, it's a, it's a remedy game, but it's published by Rockstar. But yeah, you can say that. But it's a, it's a Rockstar is, property. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So and, I have, and they got they got the rights now. I have one that will make people probably cringe if they've seen it. It's Dead Rising Watchtower, which is a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> They made a Dead I, Rising game, uh, movie. Yeah, you know yeah, how bad like, it is. What? You don't know what? it exists. And is that's it live action? Live yes. action or CGI? Live action. Oh, what the fuck? Well, it, it's really terrible. Well, Nate, thank you, Nate, because I will never watch that movie. Actually, you should also buy. You're talking about what might be really bad because guess what's coming out, everybody? Monster Hunter with the Resident Evil lady. Oh, Mila Kunis. Oh Mila yeah, Kunis. Mila Jojovich. Mila Jojovich. Mila Kunis. Guess what the plot of the movie is. The plot of the movie from Monster Hunter is Monsters from Monster Hunter World coming to the real world. Wasn't it the same the guy who directed Resident yep. Evil? Yep. Who's <laughs> also, who's also Mila Jojovich's husband. husband. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's the only reason why she gets work in Resident Evil is her husband's got the money to make them. <laughs> and why, are, why do we get those sequels, though? Because why? the director like... wants his hot wife fighting zombies. That's it. <laughs> it's a shame because Paul W.S. Anderson actually started this trend of decent video game adaptations in the film with Mortal Kombat. That was I've never sh- seen that. The first Mortal Kombat's actually really good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Annihilation's poopy. <laughs> you know what? We're talking about video game movies. Have you heard the horror stories of the Mario Brothers movies? The one with, I can't remember, with Don, Don DeLuise. DeLuise. They straight up pour coffee on like a dude, like an extra in like one of the Goomba suits just to make it look grimier and they just didn't care. Like the directors were assholes. <laughs> Venice Hopper's Bowser oh. for some reason. Yeah, my yeah. least favorite video game movie. Is uh, all Uwe Ball's work just like labeled as really bad video game music? Because he did Blood Rain. I think Blood Rain was pretty bad. Po- he did Postal too. He never also did Alone it. in the Dark. I've never seen those movies. I can't well, say Doom was my least favorite because I think there was actually parts of Doom I, I enjoyed. It was just misguided. I don't know. I think my least favorite video game movie of all time was the Dead or Alive live action movie. With Jamie Presley. That is like, yeah. That is like, that is like the the most mid two thousands like cover I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like you ever seen like I've I've seen the poster of that <laughs> movie. Yeah. It just looks like, yeah. It's like you know they they all look like supermodels that are like from the mid two thousands that was, that also like work as like a backup dancer for to, like Michael Jackson. To be fair, that's the aesthetic of Dead or Alive though. But yeah, I was, I was hoping for Ryu Hayabusa to show up. Because he's in there from Ninja Gaiden, but I don't, I don't recall him ever being in the movie. <laughs> he's in there for like a bit second, but as we're talking about video game movies, I realize the Tekken movies exist, and I don't like those the live action. action. Those are awful. 
The first two, like, animated-ish ones are fine. Blood Vengeance is terrible, but, like, the one from the 80s, it's just trying. The live-action one I don't care for. They, they uh, cast Kari Tagawa, though, as Kazuya, which is, I think, perfect casting, honestly. I, I don't blame him because of the live-action one. Or was, one, he, or like, was they, he Heihachi? I think it was Heihachi. Both I don't good. blame him for taking the direction of live-action because they, di- they didn't have the budget to, like, do big devil effects. Yeah. You know, he they can't do he that. Was so they did like the devil dream, just like your your mom was your sister, Chinatown, this thing. <laughs> but Blood Vengeance is fucking weird. There's a giant Mokujin. It's just weird. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how how much I don't give a shit about the Uncharted movie. It's not even out either. yet. <laughs> See, for me, this, for me, the Uncharted games are already movies that's themselves. Exactly. So why why do they need to make a movie? It's because like Tom Holland. Be like making a Last <laughs> of Us movie. Like, why the fuck would you bother? Because you can make money. Well, they're making this. a series for that. We're making a series out of that. Well, let me guess. It's going to HBO. Yep. Wow. It I is. called. Wow. That's. <laughs> I feel sad it that is. I called that. I shouldn't have been able to call that. But it's written by the Chernobyl guy, so I don't know. Yeah, that could be good. I like. If you know what, if it's not Joel and Ellie, I could like like it if it's other people. It'd just be fun to just be other people in Last of Us. You know, like whoever's like trying to find a cure or like uh, you know, I'll take a cowboy, some guy in Texas. Um, <laughs> what are what are your like hopes for a video game movie to be made? Like, what what's a video game that you want to be made into a movie? Like with the same treatment as the as, um, like the Sonic, Sonic and all that. Texas that's game. that's a tough yeah. one because I would I, I would have said Witcher a couple years ago, but that's already been. A adapted series, into series, uh, yeah. into a series off of the books, mm-hmm. which is its original format anyway. I'm gonna deviate. I'm gonna go with the the Judge Dread uh, route, where I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Max Payne, but it like remake it. You know, I wanna I wanna have it with um, Bruce Willis as the role and taking over like a fusion of the of the second of uh, all three games in one in one movie. That's how I would do it. Yeah, that could be that could work. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I was thinking mm-hmm. of Grand Theft Auto. Because I think, but, even though it's kind of cinematic but, with like the fifth and the fourth ones, yeah, even San Andreas, but we already kind of got that. We already got kind of got that with um the what the one movie with uh, Jason Statham, Crank, Crank, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know about just, that. I don't know if that's really Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto is just well, no, like an oversaturated crime yeah. film, almost like Gentleman. Honestly. Crank's kind of more like an exploitation movie where it's like he has twenty four hours to live. Like it's it would be yeah. like in yeah. the vein of Dead Rising because like it's you like, have, like speed, high, high except the bus is your heart. Yeah. And yeah, you but, gotta fuck people it, and do cocaine. <laughs> but it's also like real scenes. The, the filmmakers, the filmmakers also stated that you know, yeah, Grand Theft Auto influenced that. that I can see that, that but I definitely would like it a think, real Grand Theft Auto game. I, th- I think Grand Theft Auto influenced everything since it came out. Honestly, true. <laughs> it's made so yeah, much right. fucking you're, money. So you're choosing Grand Theft Auto? No, since you said Rocks, I'm, I'm gonna say Mass Effect. I'd like to see that done right as a movie, mm-hmm. or even as like a streaming service series. I feel like it could work, especially. It doesn't even have to be about Commander Shepard. It can just be some someone else in the universe, or talk about all the lore behind uh, the game that the first contact war between the Turians and humans. That'd be kind of interesting mm-hmm. to see. So that that'd be a fun series that a deserves better treatment than it's currently getting from Bioware, and mm-hmm. you know, just get and get actual yeah. I think mainstream appeal again. Yeah, I heard I uh, heard not good things about uh, Andromeda. Yeah, it's not for me. Bioware for me. Bioware, it's a uh, it's Dragon Age. Honestly, Mass Effect before Dragon Age. Like, if, if Mass Effect wasn't successful, Dragon Age really wasn't gonna. I didn't care for anything after Origin. I gotta say, uh, Dead Rising. I've mentioned that I actually wouldn't hate that, but that's pretty much doing a Romero zombie movie. What's coming to mind is like you could do No More Heroes or Devil May Cry. That could work if you actually you know have fun with the concept and like play around with the characters that are there. Because you already got like a good Pokemon movie, at least that's that's done. 
I actually wouldn't hate a Mario Brothers movie, but at the same time, I have no idea what the fuck they do with Mario Brothers. I feel Brothers like movie. it's coming. I feel like it has yeah. to be coming at some point. But I feel like it's going to be more animated, though. Like an animated right. Super Mario movie. It would, there's no way they we're going to make it live action like this one. Well, I, I think, I can't I think you could. I think you could do it in the same vein of, of Sonic the Hedgehog, where they kind of come to our world sort of thing. In fact, they talked about having a shared universe between Sonic and Mario, but they, they don't see the actually happening. I mean, it's you know, all the rights and whatnot. It's probably a big giant pain in the ass, but I, I'd be interested to see it. I mean, everyone. Do you really want to? Do you want to live in this world where Mario and Sonic go to the Olympic Games? As a yes, movie? let's go. <laughs> want, I would see it. Yeah, do you want to live in this world? world? I want Bowser doing competitive diving. Let's fucking do it. And like the opening's a subplot, like if they're using mushrooms to get bigger, like this. And Donkey Kong gets more attention than he's currently getting from Nintendo right now, so uh. you know. <laughs> you know, Yakuza would probably be a good game series, but like I've watched like the '70s stuff that I think it's kind of based off of, like Battles of Honor and Humanity and things like that. We still so we, need, we need to watch Like a Dragon at some point, you and I, Nate. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Just see how bad it is. <laughs> have you seen Ichi the Killer? Because like that's because yeah. adaptation. That's, that's, I have. Yeah, that's why. That's why like Takeshi Miike is like hit or miss because he can do it. He can do good adaptations like Blade of the Immortal, Ichi the Killer, and a bunch yeah, of. And, and then he does Terraformers or right. he fucks it's it up. So like half. Or, half. <laughs> have you guys seen um, Thirteen Assassins? I've yes. seen bits of that. That yes. looks good. <laughs> I love that. That's probably my favorite Takeshi Miike movie. I was, this is an homage to Seven Samurai. One of my favorite. <sighs> one of my favorite posters too. I just like the simplicity of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really cool. that reminds me era video's got like a bunch of his work i gotta get that triads like trilogy that he came out with like the black dog society and shit <laughs> like that and the daryl live series that he did which is not the video game which is just yuck is a fight his own movies <laughs> yeah that shit gets dragon ball crazy real quick <laughs> so anything else in comparison to sonic would we recommend this movie yeah yeah i would recommend it i enjoyed this a lot it's a fun comedy <laughs> I would recommend it as well, whether you're a fan of Sonic or not. I think there's, as I mentioned in my summarization of the film, I think there's a little bit of everything for everybody in this film. One of those properties that I think was prime for being mass marketed and it's definitely paying dividends even within this COVID-19 world where who the fuck knows we're going to be able to get back in movie theater seats considering Tenet yeah. already got pushed back along with Again. Mulan, Bill and Ted. <laughs> I was, oh, was going to say... Sonic's living that quarantine life in the beginning because he's just in this cave. <laughs> just like, right. Yeah. yeah. Just by himself, just like playing ping pong. Uh, before I forget, does Jim Carrey speak Japanese? Because he says know. interesting in like some language. I'm like, why is he saying it? Like, I, I just want to say Japanese because I'm like, well, it's Sega and they're a Japanese company. Probably a good guess. I don't know. We'd have to ask our, our resident Japanese expert in, in Nick Pitts who <laughs> yeah. lived in the country for a couple months. Live, yeah. live the dream. <laughs> the Honestly, yeah. Dream. I would totally jump on that opportunity if I was in his shoes as well. A fine choice, yeah. Tracy. Really enjoyed this yeah. one. And I, I enjoyed it too. I would recommend it. And I, I want to add this before we end. This movie kind of saved my love for Sonic. Now I want to go back and play uh, some of the new Sonic games like Sonic Mania. That's the good one that I know. <laughs> the other ones I've heard, not so good. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to actually, Sonic Mania, the developers of that game, Jeff Fowler and company, actually went to them for advice on how to redesign Sonic, apparently. Yeah, they did. I, I was they reading did. that. I was just reading that. Yeah. Good job, Jeff Fowler. Great job, Jim Carrey, James Marsden, everyone involved. You rekindled my love for Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, I can't wait to see the sequel. So next week, <laughs> uh, it's Nate's choice, I believe, for movies. 
Nate, what are we going to be watching next week? Because quarantine has been a time to catch up on my James Franco and Seth Rogen kick, uh, we're going to watch The Disaster Artist, which I didn't get to see yet. And I'm also going to watch The Room for Context for All Shits right. and Giggles. <laughs> All right. You guys would love that movie. I've seen that movie multiple times, though. You guys would love it. Excellent. Well, Nate and I, what we watched the, I watched the interview for the first time a couple of months ago. I did, too. We were I think it was you, Mikey, and I that watched yeah, it. We, that wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah. That wasn't bad. <laughs> I didn't like that one. I thought it was kind of overrated with all the controversy. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But I don't think it was a bad movie. Was it Pine- Pineapple yeah, Express no. is still the peak bro comedy yeah. movie for Seth Rogen and James Franco for me. That is, that yeah. is mine, too. That this is, is the end is a close second, but I'll admit that Pineapple Express is, like, number one. That's, like, no, the one. Oh, for sure. That's the one. All right, so Disaster <laughs> Artist it is, which is a dramatic retelling of The Making of the Room by Kami Wiseau, which is unanimously one of the worst movies ever made, but it's so yeah. bad it's good. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I have a very interesting story. I, can, I can't well, wait to tell you guys next week. Well, <laughs> until next week, for Tracy Pham and Nate Jensen, this is Ray Jensen saying thank you for listening to the Couch Spuds. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, stay healthy out there, and we'll bring you The Disaster Artist next week. Thanks for listening to Couch Spuds. New episodes release every Monday. You can follow and listen to Couch Spuds on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podbean, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify.